ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're starting off your March 1st on a high note. We got a lot to talk about today. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to get your phone lines. Fire those up right now. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw Heart Shelter. It is made pure. Our text line is open as well. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Coming up on the program today, we're going to hear from Marshall's new athletic director, Christian Spears. He takes over the job officially on the 14th. So we're a couple weeks away from him beginning and we get to talk about the Conference USA Sunbelt issue a little bit more with him. But more specifically, we get to talk about that Sunbelt schedule. It's out today. It came out this morning. I knew it was coming out. You knew it was coming out. Everyone knew it was coming out. And it came out. And lo and behold, Marshall's on the schedule. And I looked at it and I thought, this is an amazing schedule. Now, some of you might take issue with me and think, Come on, Paul. Norfolk State is on this schedule. Gardner-Webb? Well, there's there's reasons why. You, you, you had to do some things. You had to adjust your non-conference schedule to accommodate. Because you couldn't be playing Appalachian State in your non-conference portion of the schedule. You can't do that. Just couldn't. So Appalachian State, that had to get moved around a little bit. And so you lost a non-conference game. You go in and you get Gardner-Webb. And that's fine. That's fine. It's a it's a, a one-year blip on the schedule. If you tell me you're not excited about that home schedule, I'm going to tell you, well, that's not the point. It's Marshall. That's my argument. Now, I'm with you. I am with you 100% when it comes to you want to see exciting teams come into Jones C. Edwards Stadium. I am with you, always with you on that. But Norfolk State and Gardner-Webb, Okay, that might not excite you, but it's Marshall playing. And I'll take those two wins. If there's not two wins, we got problems. But I'll take those two wins. The rest of the schedule, Notre Dame, I mean, that's a great road trip. Bowling Green, is that Bowling Green? That's going to be a great road trip. And then you start your conference schedule at Troy. Older Herd fans will remember a few of the matchups between Marshall and Troy. That's going to be fun. I remember those matchups well. Troy's a good program. Then you get into the meat of this thing. Louisiana, West Division, your champ. West Division champ. Best team in the West is coming to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, and Georgia State. Three of the best teams in the East Division coming into your stadium. Now, I don't know if you wanted to maybe split that up a little bit. But you look at the road schedule at James Madison. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be fun. At Old Dominion. Oh, by the way, Old Dominion game did not change. Just didn't change. Here it is, November 5th. Didn't change. So one, I don't know, will Conference USA make, try to claim that game as well? Is that a Conference USA game or is that a is that a Sunbelt game? What's going on here? And then you're at Georgia Southern. And let me tell you right now, I'm excited for that because, again, I probably go back a little further than a lot of you. And I remember those times when Marshall played Georgia Southern. I mean, that was a great, 
rivalry, and I always wanted Marshall to beat Georgia Southern a little bit more. You always want Marshall to win. If you're a Hurt fan, you always want Marshall to win. And I just wanted more. I wanted that school to get beat. Great rivalry. That was the thing. I was excited about those matchups. And then Marshall got into the Mid-American Conference, and, and there were some exciting matchups there. You got Miami. That became something really nice. You had Toledo. That was always good. Of course, Ohio, always a great opponent to have. Ohio's rival is Miami. Miami's rival is Ohio. But it was always nice to have Marshall in that mix as well. And so now, Conference USA's schedule changes a little bit. You bring some teams in. Western Kentucky sort of becomes that team, at least in football, the most. They become your travel partner. It's a good dynamic. But now you get into this, and, and I'm circling these schools. I'm thinking, okay, where's the biggest rivalry going to be? Is it going to be Marshall-Appalachian State? I mean, is it going to be Marshall and Georgia Southern? For me, that's going to be huge. Of course, Marshall and Old Dominion will completely get after each other. That'll be great. Hurt fans already have a reason why to want to get after Louisiana. So there's a reason. James Madison's a, a great school. You remember Marshall's played them before. Got to go back a little further. So you get to see some new rivalries. You get to see some old, renewed rivalries. You get to see teams that top to bottom. It's, it's going to be this is a better league, top to bottom. It's going to be a stronger schedule for the herd. It's going to be a tougher level of competition for the herd, and it's going to be challenging. And I'm I'm here for it, and I'm excited for it. And I just want to know if Marshall can win all of its uh, 20 games that are on the schedule. I mean, do you count the uh, Old Dominion game twice? Because Conference USA still has the Marshall schedule out. The Conference USA Marshall schedule, hopefully that will get resolved sooner than later. And those Conference USA schools can put out the schedule, its secondary schedule, the schedule that I'm sure it would be already in the works in the event that something like this would happen with those because Marshall gave the league some notice here. Okay, so we're going to hear from the athletic director to be Christian Spears. He's going to join the program here in a few moments. So we're going to welcome him to the program for the first time. Looking forward to talking to him. We'll get into the schedule a little bit. We'll also get some of your phone calls in and your texts. I'm going to do text while we're talking with uh, Mr. Spears. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. So we're going to hear from Mr. Spears. Christian, we'll see uh, what he lets us call him. Is it, yeah, no, no, Paul, it's Mr. Spears to you. We'll find out. We'll find it because it was Mr. Hamrick. It was, yeah, when I when it, it was Mr. Hamrick for me. I I, I, did, I didn't want to call him Mike. I just you know like Mr. Hamrick. So I you know sir yes sir yeah thanks for uh, thanks for not revoking my credentials sir I appreciate that uh, miss that guy but I'm looking forward to uh, what Christian uh, brings to the table and uh, hopefully he's going to be here for a, a good long time and I'm excited to see what Marshall looks like under his stewardship and it's going to be fun so we're going to talk to him when we come back and. We are going to get your phone calls and text in. We'll do text first, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Christian Spears, my guest, when we come back, this is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. 
Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Told you it's going to be a fun day. Sunbelt schedule comes out. We've got Marshall with probably one of the uh, better conference schedules I've seen in a long time, especially that home slate. And we want to welcome to the program now and talk a little bit about that and uh, his new role as the athletic director. Christian Spears, he was announced officially last week. We got the introductory press conference last week as well to, to find out more about him. A lot of people were asking him questions, and we're going to do some more of that. He joins us now on the program, and I mean, you can have timed this perfect. We got the Sunbelt schedule today, and you make your first appearance on the show. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, you timed it out perfectly for me. No, Paul, I think it's you who knows what you're doing. I really appreciate you having me on. And, and yeah, more importantly, thanks for being there last week and ask, asking such thoughtful questions. Uh, you made that day go really well for me. And I just really appreciate you being there. And, uh, you know, let's talk, uh, let's talk Marshall football. We, we do have a heck of a schedule, don't we? Oh, it's beautiful. I saw that this morning, and I was looking at it like, okay, here's a home game. Oh, that's great. And, and, and the home schedule, it looks like it's – Sure, somebody might disagree with me, but I think it's probably the best conference home slate I've seen in a long time. I don't think I've seen one that's better. You know, like when you have Louisiana and Happy State and Coastal Carolina, and they're they're in between games you know, that we could actually like prepare for as we you know finish an away game and come back home, and they really lined us up quite nicely. I I don't know who said it. it might have been you. I read somebody saying I think this is the best schedule in in Marshall in quite some time. Uh, you know, I don't know all of the history of the schedules, but it doesn't line up much better than what we got uh, for the home slate. It, it looks exciting. Now, you were more of a, a, a observer, really, because this was in the works well before you, know, you took the job. So, you know, was it like Christmas for you as well? Like, okay, yeah, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was. And if you know anything about football scheduling, you know, whoever comes in to take over at Pitt, you know they're they're not going to be able to schedule a game until well into the the late twenties, early thirties, right? That's just how it works. Like you schedule so far in advance. Uh, you know, I I told a lot of people last year that Pitt was going to be really successful uh, and have a nice run because it was the first time that that Heather like schedule was going to be in play. It took five years for us to have our very first schedule, and, and then they won eleven games and and won an ACC championship and scheduling matters right how you bracket your non-conference games who you select how you prepare what they look like compared to the teams you're going to face in the league how they prepare you for those teams in the league uh, is critical so i can't wait to have the opportunity to to start figuring out our schedule and see how far down the road we are and and picking some great non-conference opponents um you know, winnable ball games in destination locations when we go on the road is always going to be fun and something that we try to do. Uh, but setting us up for success in the league is is paramount. It didn't hurt that you had a, a Heisman caliber quarterback at Pitt as well. That did not hurt. Yeah, when you have a guy that's that's played as many games as Kenny Pickett did and, and comes back for, for a really special season, yeah, it sure as heck makes a difference. Uh, not to mention guys that'll get after you on the defensive line, right? And and being able to to have ten guys rush a quarterback all game long and rotate them in and out, and it, it does make a difference. I I can't wait to see what Coach Huff does, and you know I know we're we have an opportunity at the quarterback position because our our guy left to, in, through the transfer portal, and it'll be interesting to see who wins that job. And then you know there's no doubt that this league is going to throw it around a little bit. So it gives us our, our defense a chance to get to somebody and, and make some, make some plays. So it's going to be a fun year. 
Joining us on the program, uh, he'll take over officially on the 14th, uh, Christian Spears, new athletic director, Marshall University. I know you've been peppered with questions all over the place. You know, why'd you take the job? What was it about Marshall? You know, I'll try to ask it in, in a different way. What was it about Marshall that made you believe you could be successful here? I mean, there are a lot of great jobs. You look at them. Well, that's a great job. That's a great job. But you, you start to look at them a little bit more. and you, you find out more. What was it about Marshall that made you believe that I can really do something here? I can really forward my vision here and be successful? Yeah, it's a couple things, right? You know, you're supposed to say these things about your president, right? But the president at Marshall, Brad Smith, is an extraordinary human being, right? Uh, he's he's had a very successful life. He understands how uh, the world works. He has a business acumen that might be second to none. He has these leadership skills that are just so tangible, and you feel like you're learning when you're in the room with him, and you're motivated by his presence and his energy, right? And he, um, first and foremost, is, is the primary reason, and we are going to accomplish a lot as an academy because of Brad Smith. Uh, and then the athletic vehicle comes into play, and you know, we're, we're on the cusp of, of a CFP expansion. Let's, let's talk openly about the fact that the college football playoff is looking to expand. There are 10 conferences that participate in Division I college football. And the Sun Belt is in a really nice situation with the schools that are currently involved, right? And we have this chance to be that school in that league uh, with the coaching staff that we have. Um, you know, let's be the first Sun Belt team that gets into the college football playoff, right? Let's make a goal that is attainable um, that we can stretch for and try and go get. And there's only a handful of schools you can do that at. And I think Marshall is one of those schools. Um, So big goals, big dreams, big desires, and a big brand at Marshall. And I think we can accomplish it. Um, So hold us accountable for it. Give us a few years to get it all figured out. Uh, But I hope it expands, and I hope we're that team out of the Sun Belt that cracks it. My guest, Christian Spears, new athletic director of Marshall University. And and those are some pretty big dreams there. And, of course, all that comes at a cost. You can dream as big as you want to, but you've got to put everything behind it to make that engine really go. Uh, Where do you feel that you're set up for success and this university is set up for success to to actually make that vision a reality? They've seen it before. This is a community that deeply cares. They know what it looks like. Uh, Yeah, sure, it was at a different level. But they've won at the highest level. You know, I had a great call on the drive-in with Chad Pennington. I hope he doesn't mind. And I'm going to tell people a quick little anecdote about our call. Uh, you know, he's describing what happened and, and, you know, what's so special about Marshall. And he reminds me that they went 50-4, and four, right? I mean, this program knows what it looks like to win. They knows what it looks like to win at a really high level. And, and I think they can get there again. And I think we have the right people in place um, in football to do something like that again. Uh, and it's a community that's going to rally around us. And that isn't always the case, right? Uh, so great staff, great community, great opportunity. Um, and, and I think we can do something special. I really do. Where are you at right now as far as your transition? I know you're trying to learn names. You're trying to learn people. You know, where are you at? Are you, you're probably constantly on the phone talking to people. But you know, how forward have you been Far as far as you've been able to progress, just getting a lay of the land so you can hit the ground running. Yeah, no, I've made a ton of phone calls and and talked to a lot of people who care about Marshall, but I am on the job at Pitt, you know, until until March 11th, and 
managing a pretty significant transition. You know, tonight we're hosting Duke at the Pete and it's Coach K's last road game, you know, ever, right? Um, regular season, right? They're going to make their tournament run. But those are, you know, those aren't a venue in the ACC. So this this is a really special night for, for our basketball program, for our university, for Coach K. So still doing a lot of, of work for uh, the University of Pittsburgh and enjoying that. While I transition into this opportunity at Marshall, which begins on March 14th, uh, you know, there's so many people who care so deeply about Marshall. They're direct messaging me, like, what are you going to change over your Twitter, and how come you didn't wear the jacket? And all sorts of great um, conversations are, are happening, and so sincerely appreciate how deeply connected they feel to the school. So I hope no one takes offense to the fact that I'd like to you know, finish out my responsibilities here at Pitt on March 11th, and people allow me to do that. And then I'm going to jump absolutely headlong into everything Marshall. I'll be full go on March 14th and, and trust that people will allow me to do that. That was the question uh, I, I also do, got. Why didn't you put the yeah, jacket on? I do on? love that they care. Yeah. Right? That much. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you're putting the jacket on. You've The photo, we've already seen the photo with your jacket on. So it, yeah, that's been taken right. care of. But you're, yeah, on the 14th, the jacket comes on. You're the Marshall Athletic Director. That is correct, sir. And and you're going to see me work um, diligently to to move our program forward in a meaningful way. And and I look forward to the dialogue and the conversations. And I don't mind a little spit and venom, right? Um, I, we're not all perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And and feel free to acknowledge them and and give me a chance to respond. And uh, if I do something, it's unintentional. And and I will make it right, right? So uh, I, I love uh, being uh, called out uh, for inadvertent errors because uh, i don't want to make them if i can avoid them now that takes a lot of hard work and effort to to do everything you're trying to do manage a, a division one university's athletic department and still be personable and you know reachable someone that you know i can talk to you know people who are you know supporters of the university can talk to how how are you managing your time because i got the impression that you're very on point when it comes to putting a uh, a purpose to an hour on your agenda. Yeah, I do. Um, the one thing that we do get to control is our time, right? Uh, so I, I, I give it liberally, but I do want to know that we're going to have some productivity with it, with it at the same time, right? Um, so I, I will engage in all conversations, but let's have a purpose behind it. Uh, and even if the purpose is to correct, you know, inadvertent uh, errors, let's do that, right? Because we're going to be better for it, both of us, all of us. Um, so I enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to get after it with everyone involved. Uh, and March 14th can't come soon enough. Now, something else you talked about, and it's a, it's a pace. You, you want to operate at a pace, and I'm sure that goes back to just what we mentioned. You, know, you want to have a purpose for every hour on your schedule, every moment. You, you want to have a purpose. Uh, and that pace, you know, that sounds like purpose right there. So... If you could just outline that a little bit more, what, you know, what is that pacing meaning to say? I'll just use volleyball as an example, or or men's yeah. soccer, women's soccer, football. Obviously, you know, is it the same cadence? Is it a similar cadence? You know, what is that pace? Yeah, you know what, everything matters. Absolutely, everything matters. There is nothing that should fall by the wayside. Every person, every program matters. You do have to prioritize. We do have things that are front and center. We do have issues that need to be addressed that day. Uh, so I spent a lot of time thinking about that priority, 
and and then just having a really good conversation with someone. They, this is a short play for me today. This has to be accomplished. Your situation is a bit of a longer play. Give me the deference and allow me to get there. Uh, but I will get there. Uh, so if you tell people up front like where they're at in the in the timing of it all, they tend to really enjoy that and and acknowledge it. And but they do want to see results uh, when their time comes up. And and that's that's the trick. Do you actually perform on the timing that you identified? Um, so I work really hard to do that and meet those deadlines that I set for myself. Uh, and I think um, a couple of quick wins uh, will will win people over. Um, so we're going to have to get to work on March 14th to make that happen. Christian Spears joins me. He'll take over as the athletic director on March 14th, as you just mentioned. So day one, uh, do you have it already outlined? And I'm sure you do. And if so, what can you share from day one? Yeah, a little bit about what we talked about. You know, they already have a a nice little opportunity for me to go out and meet with Red and, and have a great conversation with him. Uh, so that's happening on day one. I've got the I've got the architecture group coming in um, that managed the baseball facility project on behalf of the university. The company's called AECOM. I talked to their principal today, a guy named John Nemeth. Uh, we're going to meet uh, that week to, to really see the overall master plan, to look at the footprint on the baseball stadium, to get a sense of why the financials came in the way they did. All the things that you saw firsthand at the press conference are happening in that first week. They really are. Um, so I look forward to it. Anything surprising? Uh, well, okay, uh, you want to probably save it, but uh, can we anticipate maybe a, a slam dunk, a surprise day one, Pitt, Marshall, schedule the play? <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I think I am. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of early, let's call them singles, doubles, and triples, right? They're, they're coming. Um, I'll save them. But knowing that you were such an active participant, I'm going to call you directly, and I'm going to say, hey, I got a couple really great things that I think are about to come through. And when they do, uh, I'd love for you to help me uh, get that out to the world and, and tell, tell the good people that care about Marshall uh, what got accomplished in week one. Because there will be some early wins. There will. Uh, we just have to have those exchanges and, and make those things happen and, and, then, and then share that good news with everyone. My guest, he's Christian Spears, Athletic Director, Marshall University, March 14th. The green jacket goes on, so everybody can stop worrying about that. And uh, I'm sure you're getting a feel for this uh, fan base as well as you speak. Do you have any early impressions you're, you know, outside of maybe just knowing they're passionate? You know, you know Marshall fans are, are probably like fans at Pitt, but maybe they're not. You know, where are you at right now? Just kind of get a, a lay of the land, trying to manage expectations and, and exceed them. Yeah, no, the passion is unbelievable, and keep that going. Never change that. I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, I am in Pittsburgh for a couple of weeks before I get to Marshall. So, you know, I asked for all of our Marshall folks in Pittsburgh, and I think uh, the list had 163 people who are connected to Marshall who live in Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm attacking that list a little bit, trying to make a couple of phone calls and, and see people here in Pittsburgh uh, that – deeply care about Marshall. So that'll be fun. And, and I'll share those stories when, when I have them. Um, so I just love the passion and I can't wait to be involved in it firsthand. My guest, the new athletic director, Christian Spears, uh, March 14th, he'll take the job. We can't wait for the surprises that are coming uh, before we let you go. Uh, anything maybe uh, on the table we missed that you maybe want to get out there? I don't think so. You really helped me on the jacket. Uh, you know, that wasn't me not wanting to put it on that day. It was just 
I was kind of worried that my shirt might pop up right when I put that on. Never, you never know what happens when you put on a jacket. So, um, but I did go into that corner right after the press conference to get that thing on, and 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 did take some great photos. Uh, and I appreciate everyone being there and being supportive. And uh, we're going to get after it, and I just can't wait to be a part of Marshall University. Looking forward to it. Thank you for the time. I know it's uh, it's very precious to you right now, so I appreciate you sharing some of it with me. And I look forward to our interactions and working with you. Yeah, me too, Paul. Wish you the best. Thanks for having me on today. Christian Spears, my guest. Thank you, sir. He'll be taking the job on the 14th. Looking forward to that. We will continue with your phone calls and texts. We're going to open the phone line up for you now, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line is open as well, 304-523-2275. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our text line is 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Got a couple of texts. I'll read them both. Uh, I did touch on it, thankfully. So I didn't miss your text. Texter asks if uh, the new AD will try to get his series started with Pitt in football. Still owe us a game at the Joan from 2020. A series in basketball would be great as well. Texter also asked the same thing. Any chance you can get Pitt down here for that game they owe us? I'm sure they're going to work that out. If there's a possibility to get a game with Pitt, there's a connection now. and I'm sure, hey, would you like to come back to Huntington? Would you like to come up to Pitt once again? I'm, I'm sure you could get that going. Of course, schedules are, even though they're very flexible in this uh, day and age, they've shown to be very flexible they're set in uh, years advance, so we'll see what happens there. But I'm sure he'll he'll want to get that game. I'm sure that's a possibility. I'm excited for the surprises. I want to I want to know what the surprises are. I can't wait. I need to know now what the surprises are. And of course, I'm sure it's going to go in a orderly fashion. Maybe something for football. Maybe something for basketball. Maybe something for baseball. Maybe something for volleyball. Maybe something for swimming and diving. Maybe soccer will get actually a a grass field. Maybe all natural there instead of that turf. Get something all natural there. Maybe some new bleachers. Seating capacity improves. Maybe facility upgrades. I don't know. Maybe some different scheduling philosophies. Maybe some things like that will happen. Maybe some profits uh, will come into the university to, to forward this, uh, this endeavor further. I mean, maybe some things like that will be announced. I'm excited for it. Of course, you, know, you can improve basketball facility-wise. You can improve football facility-wise. I think the fans will uh, definitely be behind you. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of capital projects come down the line. There has to be. I always felt that when Marshall – was able to move forward, get the new facility built, and football. And then Marshall started having more success. Marshall got to a point where, on top of the world, and it felt like, okay, we've arrived. And there wasn't any forward progress on anything, capital projects, expenditures, and it started to backslide in my mind. Now, that's kind of been rectified over the years. Mr. Hamrick has uh, upgraded facilities. You've got a a brand-new soccer field a few years ago. You won a national championship. You have an indoor practice facility. 
You, know, you have several things, and there are still several things that need to be done. And, of course, you can't get everything done. It's always ongoing. So there are a lot of projects, I'm sure, that are in his mind, some things that he wants to do. He's going to bring a different vision. I think that's good. He's going to listen. It sounds like he, he really wants to hear what people have to say. He doesn't mind a little discourse because it gets to the root of the issue a little quicker, cleaner. And if I've had my say with somebody, I mean, that's one thing. If I've had my say with someone in management, hey, look, this is this is what I think. Not avoid the issue. Like, look, this this is the issue. Here's what I think. And I've had my say, then I can respect the decision. Not, okay, I didn't get a voice in the matter. Like, here, here's my voice in the matter. You can go with it. You can maybe go with a little bit of it. You can explain to me why you're going this direction. I think we're going to get that here in this athletic director. So I'm excited for what he's going to be able to do for the university. And uh, I fully support uh, everything uh, that I've heard and seen and, you know, our interactions so far. I support everything so far. It uh, feels like a good hire. So uh, congratulations again to Marshall. And I still uh, think that we're going to see a lot of Jeff O'Malley as well. I know that was important to a lot of people, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Jeff is definitely a loyal, loyal servant of Marshall University, and uh, he's a fantastic administrator. So I think we're getting the best of both worlds here. All right, we're going to take a quick time out, come back. We're going to hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni. We've got uh, basketball. I don't know if you knew this. we got basketball coming up tomorrow. The women are in action. The men are in action. We're going to talk about both those matchups when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone line is open again. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. And our text line is open as well. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We got basketball coming up tomorrow. Heard in the Hilltoppers. I'm excited. I'm excited because of the fact that this is probably going to be the last time, other than the tournament, it's going to be the last time you see the Hilltoppers in a while. Now, Marshall could schedule Western Kentucky if the two schools want to continue this, and I'm sure they would. I'm sure the fans would like to see this. I'm sure the moon, the moonshine throwdown guys, that's what I call them, the moonshine throwdown guys. I was in a room with them one time in Spaces on Twitter. It's the audio room. I was like, you know, like, they're just the Moonshine Throwdown guys. Like, that's their name, Moonshine Throwdown. I grew That grew on me, by the way. I don't know if, if you knew this, but for the longest time, I'm like, why, why are we calling that this? What is that? There's no moonshine here. There's no moonshine in this event. What's going on here? No, it grew on me. So, uh I like the rivalry between the unofficial name, and I like the rivalry between Marshall and Western Kentucky. It's uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, Dan D'Antoni, he's got a couple more games to get ready for the Conference USA tournament. And, of course, you know Dan's philosophy. I mean, they'll look at the other team. It's not as if they just, okay, it was on the schedule. All right, we're going to 
will show up on Wednesday, play some basketball here. No, that's not the case. I think he puts a lot more into it than maybe he gives us. He did mention to us when we talked to him yesterday that he talks more about the opponent with us than he does his team. But I really think that he's going about it in different ways with his scout when he talks to his team. But here's sort of how he laid it out when I asked him. You know, he, he kind of joked. I said, hey, what do you know about Western Kentucky? You know, what makes them a challenge? And he said they're in Bowling Green. So he knew that. He knows where they are. He knows they're in Bowling Green. But here's Dan D'Antoni's scout of Western Kentucky. They've come on late in the year, although they had a couple of people hurt. Uh, one hurt, Hamilton kid hurt against Middle. And uh kid from Polka didn't play. Frampton didn't play that game. The guy could be pretty good, 17 points. A lot, a lot closer, though, than 17. It's more of a 10, 8, 10, 9, 11, 12-point game. Uh, big kid in the center, 7-5, long. Uh, runs the floor really well. Gets behind you, you're in trouble. You can dunk, do a lot of, a lot of damage that way. But, Mostly blocks a lot of shots, hangs in the middle. Um, you know, their guards, a little guard out front, uh, lefty is uh, a good player, capable scorer. Uh, then they got the kid from IOUAFBW, whatever, wherever that is. Uh, seventh year, uh, good score, uh, you know, generally a good player. Stan D'Antoni's scout of Western Kentucky. Now, he's seen the, he's seen the game. You know, Dan does look at the film. He saw the game between Middle and Western Kentucky, and he talked a little bit about uh, that with us yesterday. Just what it was. I mean, Middle's going to beat a lot of teams, and they beat Western Kentucky. They're, they're the best team on the east side. And Dan talked about how and why Middle Tennessee was able to beat Western Kentucky. They got hurt real bad by the speed of uh, Middles guards. I thought their guards, uh, speed-wise, really, they got into them, turned that game. That and Rick came up with a new defense, a diamond in one, to stop that wheel man that they run. I don't know how effective that was. Uh, good team. They're competitive. They've won. Uh, you know, they started out real slow, but they've turned it on here lately. Lost to a good Middle Tennessee team at Middle, which is not not embarrassing by any stretch. No, it's tough to win at Middle. We've seen that as of late. They're pretty solid at home. They've got a great win streak going on there. Now, uh, one of the players that stands out for Western Kentucky, and Dan was asked about the challenge of dealing with this young man, is uh, Davion McKnight. He's tough guard. Dan talked about what makes him challenging, and then he kind of went into a little bit of a, a breakdown of some of their other players, just talking about what it is about them that makes them so tough. Well, he's a good player. You know, he's left-handed. He's the one that uh, breaks them down, breaks your defense down a little easier. He can get inside a little bit, make plays. Um, Frampton kid doesn't really put it on the floor. Justice can put it on the floor, but he's got to have an angle. He, doesn't have that real quickness that uh, that you get exposed with sometimes. Uh, Anderson kid's pretty good. You know, he can he can be a big time player when he wants to. He's not real consistent, but he can. And then Hamilton is a really good player. You know, he got banged his knee uh, the game before. Didn't play against uh, Middle. I don't know if he's going to be available or not. We don't know. But they were they were uh, down a couple of men going into that game. So. Dan D'Antoni's breakdown of Western Kentucky. And, 
I wasn't sure if I was going to run this one because it's pretty much uh, almost the same as when he was giving us a scout. But he did mention uh, towards the end when we were talking to him about Western and a couple of things. And he mentions a couple of tendencies about their defense and their offense. And Dan, really, he thinks they're a good ball club. You know, overall, good, good little ball club. You know, they've got uh, some defensive issues, but offensively, they're very good. And their defensive issues extend to the outside, not not around the basket, because they got that big kid. And they're not deep. They don't they don't go deep very well. So, you know, if they get a lot of foul trouble, which you got to get two or three guys in foul trouble, two or three guys hurt in order to get deep enough to hurt them. So, you know, that may not happen. I don't know. Dan D'Antoni, his breakdown of Western Kentucky. That's coming up tomorrow. We've got it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women, getting set for Western Kentucky as well. The Hilltoppers on the road with Marshall. The men's, it's going to be interesting. The men's going to be interesting because Marshall's got the home game here. So the women have got the Saturday home game. That's going to be really special. And you get to see this team back-to-back, so you can make some adjustments. But you know, just in talking to the coach, he talked about – because if you look at Western Kentucky on the women's side, this is a team that they can get hot in streaks. They can they can run out to on you real quick, get, get multiple baskets, and next thing you know, you're looking at it, and they've gone on maybe an 8-10 run on you here. So lots of runs, streaky. They can get hot. They can put a lot of points on you. And coach talked about how to keep them from getting hot. What it's ta- you've you've got to be really tuned in first of all. So you got to understand your matchup, what they do well, uh, which most of them shoot it really well. Um, and then I think you have to stay really steady, right? So they are going to make shots at some point in time. There, they might make them the whole day. You know, sometimes you go over there and they it never stops. You know. And uh, so you have to stay really level-headed about, um, you know, did, did you execute the correct way? Did, did we give up a shot that – did we give up a contested shot that is part of the game plan, so to speak? And if you did, you just have to reload and do it again and again and again and again. And then, so it's not – you can't look at the, the game in small – slices right you got to try to do the right thing over and over and over again and then by the end of it you've strung together enough stops and got them to miss enough um, that you can be right there at the end one other thing from yesterday's presser with coach Kemper he talked about keeping western Kentucky off the glass that was something he did stress and so here's his breakdown of why that's important and then the other thing you have to do, you got to get them off the glass. You know, they, their best player, Miral Abdelgawad, she's tremendous. I mean, she is physical, she is fiery, she is tough, and she's just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And so, when you know, if you can get them to miss, you got to finish the possession. And then when you flip it and go the other way, you're going to see a whole bunch of different defenses. They change defenses on you. It's hard to figure out man zone, what press is coming. And so you've got to be, you know, I think really just very level-headed about um, the approach to the game, possession by possession. You've got to string together a whole bunch of good possessions on both ends of the floor. 
Tony Kemper, the women in action tomorrow as well. We've got the men's game for you. Our regular time we'll go on the air at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And then, of course, the women's game. We'll be following along with that as well. As the women are on the road tomorrow, the men, they are in action at the Henderson Center. And then the two teams will switch. Marshall on the women's side will play in Huntington on Saturday. And then the men will play on the road on Saturday. And then the men will have to come back, get ready for the Conference USA tournament. Travel will come out of at least maybe Huntington or Charleston. I don't have the details, but they are coming back before they head out to the Conference USA tournament. So long bus trip down, bus trip back. That's the only bad thing about going to Bowling Green. It's a great rivalry. It's a great place to go and play a game, but it's a few hours on the bus. Dan's getting up there maybe. Maybe we get get him a, a nicer recliner in the bus, get him one of those chairs like with the massaging fingers in the back. You just make that trip a little bit more comfortable for him. You know, I'm sure that's uh, on the list. That's high on the list of uh, new athletic director Christian Spears. Get the massaging chairs for. He seems like a guy that would go for that. Like, okay, Dan, what do you need? Uh, you know, I need a massaging chair in, in the bus. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, we can go. We can do that here. Not a problem. We'll get you. You know, we'll get you. You know, we'll get you a, a nice little sleeper bus as well. You can take a nap before you go. I wouldn't want to be on that bus as well. The Bowling Green. I don't think I would. All right, quick news before we call it a day. It looks like we're going to have some series canceled in baseball. So no Pirates baseball that opening weekend like we normally enjoy here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. As it seems that the Players Association has rejected the Major League Baseball offer. So the first two series are going to be canceled. They were trying to agree, and the players' union unanimously agreed to not accept the league's CBA offer ahead of the 5 p.m. deadline. So no baseball for at least the immediate future. Baseball is killing itself. Baseball is killing itself, and it's not a slow death. Because at this point, once they get back together and get this thing going, are we going to care? If you're a diehard baseball fan, it's probably killing you inside, and you'll probably still care. But you know, you're losing a lot of a lot of interest here because it's a sport that is a as much as we watched it. We watched the World Series. It was you know it was phenomenal. We enjoyed the the run up. I thought that was great. At the end of the day, though, it's a regional sport. It's a regional sport. It's not like the NFL that transcends. All borders. It's not like the NBA that seems to transcend all borders. I mean, if you are in a hockey town, it's hot. I mean, hockey is hot in a hockey town. Baseball is hot in a baseball town. They're killing themselves here. Hopefully they can get it done so we can have... uh, This is America's pastime, by the way. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank our producer, Ryan Sirk, for being on the board this afternoon. Uh, He'll be back with me on Thursday. I'll have Gabriel Sellers with me tomorrow as we get set for Marshall and Western Kentucky. I'm looking forward to that. So hope you um, sleep well, rest up. We got we got action tomorrow. We got we got Herd and the Hilltoppers. It's gonna be the final time for a long time that the Hilltoppers invade the Henderson Center on the men's side and then on the women's side on Saturday. This could be a while before we see this again. We're definitely not seeing it in football according to the Sun Belt schedule. 
That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.